Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have taken a short break from our Bible series in Genesis for this 14-part series on New Testament given. We will return back to our Bible series in Genesis after this current series. Thank you. We have looked at tithe in ancient world. We have looked at tithe during the patriarchal period that is before the Mosaic law. And we are looking at the moment at the history of tithing under the Mosaic law. And we are seeing that the system of tithing under the Mosaic law is much more complex than it is often presented to us. And since episode seven, we started looking at five major passages in the Bible under the Mosaic law that relate to tithe. And as we go through them, we are looking, we are seeing two different things. Number one, we are seeing major reason for which God has established this, this system of tithing under Mosaic law. So number one, we are seeing that we are seeing the reason and the use of tithe under Mosaic law. Then the second thing we are looking at is this system itself, this system of tithing under Mosaic law. So I think I want to just project those five uh, passages that we have talked about, those five passages that are related to tithing under Mosaic law. So I'm just um, projecting that on the screen. So we have Leviticus 27, we have Numbers 18, we have Deuteronomy 12, we have Deuteronomy 14, and we have Deuteronomy 26. Now we have looked at Deuteronomy 27, we have looked at Numbers chapter 18, we have looked at Deuteronomy chapter 12. Now we are actually looking at Deuteronomy chapter 14, and that is where we are at the moment. So we started looking at Deuteronomy chapter 14. So today we will continue on this fourth of our five passages, which is Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 22 to 29. Now, in the last episode, we actually look at verses 22 to 26. And really, verse 27 is really part of that bunch, but we didn't really read that. Verse 27 says, And the Levite that is within your gate, thou shalt not forsake him, for he had no part or inheritance with thee. So we didn't quite read that. I mean, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the whole passage even tonight. That is Deuteronomy 14 verse from verse 22 to 29. But today we will be focusing on the last two verses, which will be verses 28 and 29, because they introduce even another layer to this system of tithing that, that is already becoming a little bit complex under Mosaic law. So let us read. Remember, we are going to read the whole lot. We are reading Deuteronomy chapter 14 from verse 24. And if the way be too long for thee, so that thou art not able to carry it, or if the place be too far from thee, which the Lord thy God shall choose to set his name, then when the Lord thy God has blessed thee, then shall thou turn it into money and bind up the money in thy hand and shall go unto the place which the Lord thy God shall choose and thou shalt bestow the money for whatsoever thy soul lusted after for oxen or for sheep or for wine or for strong drinks or for whatever thy soul desireth and thou shalt eat there before the Lord thy God and thou shalt rejoice thou and thine household. Now we have already commented on that so I just read them those today for completion. 
Now we we now go to verse 27. And the Levite that is within thy gate, thou shalt not forsake him, for he had no part nor inheritance with thee. Now verse 28. At the end of the three years, thou shalt bring forth all the tithe of thine increase the same year, and shall lay it up within thy gates. And the Levite, because he had no part nor inheritance with with thee, and the strangers and the fatherless and the widows which are within thy gate shall come and shall eat and be satisfied that the Lord thy God may bless thee in all the works of their hands which thou doest. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now, I want you to notice this layer of tithe that we are reading here. It says that this layer happens Every three years, verse 28 says, at the end of the three years. So this layer that we are adding on, this layer happens only every third year, not annually. The tithe was not to be brought to the temple, but it was to be stored up in every town throughout Israel. So you can see the different dimension of this one. So number one, this layer does not happen every year. It happens every three years. Number two, this tithe is not to be brought to Jerusalem, but is to be stored in every town throughout Israel. And what is the purpose of this particular one? This is a kind of a relief for the poor, for the strangers, for the widows, for the orphans. Okay, so you can see the dimension that this one is bringing to the table. And second part of verse 29 then tells us the blessings of given tithe. Okay, so we can see that God promised a blessing for those people that actually commit to doing and obeying this instruction. The second part of verse 29 says, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work. But we want to look at this new layer of tithe. This instruction about a third year tithe obviously gives rise to some questions. And some of this question will be addressed in the last passage. Remember, we still have one more passage to go, the fifth of our five passages. So some questions are raised here. Is there a conflict here? Is there a clarification here? But before we dive into it, I think the best thing is for us to read to read the last of our five passage, which will be the one in Deuteronomy chapter 26. And we are going to read verses 12 15. So let's read that. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verses 12 to 15. When thou hast made an end of tithing all the tithe of thine increase, the third year, which is the year of tithing, and has given it unto the Levite, the strangers, the fatherless, and the widow, that they may eat within thy gates and be filled, then thou shalt say before the Lord thy God, I have brought away the hollow things out of my, my house. And also have given them unto the Levites and unto the strangers, to the fatherless and to the widow, according to all thy commandments which thou commanded me. I have not transgressed thy commandment, neither have I forgotten them. Let's keep going. Verse 14. I have not eaten thereof in my morning, neither have I taken away aught thereof for any unclean use, nor given ought thereof for the dead, but I have akin to the voice of the Lord my God, and have done according to all that thou hast commanded me. Look down from thine holy habitation from, the, from heaven, and bless thy people Israel, 
and the land which thou hast given us, as thou swarest unto our fathers, a land that flowed with milk and honey. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this is very, very important. The, pla- the place that we have read, this passage obviously elaborates on the last passage that we, we read. It elaborates on the third, the tithe that we read that is only brought every third year. Okay, it elaborates on that. And when we read it, it looks like, okay, so a couple of things we've seen is that number one, this tithe is eaten at the gate. So the, the owner of the family, they build up this tithe, they brought it out of their home, they take it to the store locally. Okay, it is something that is eaten locally. And it will appear that having done this, that the head of the household will then go to Jerusalem and swear before God that he had given the whole tithe into the relief warehouse in his own hometown and that he has not eaten it, he has not abused it, he has not defiled it. And then he will then say this prayer of blessing before the Lord. Look down from thy holy habitation from heaven and bless thy people Israel and the land which thou hast given us as thou swarest unto our fathers, a land that flowed with milk and honey. As I was reading that, it's really occurred to me that this man is saying that actually there may have, he or the family may have had excuse to have used the tithe for something else. He said, I have not eaten thereof in my morning. Neither have I taken away all thereof for any unclean use, nor given all thereof to be there. So there were temptation even to them to use this tithe for something else. But they obeyed God and they used it to bless the people that God wanted them to bless. Okay, so under the law of Moses, there seems to be three tithes. We have read through all the five passages, so let's summarize them. So the first tithe is what we will call the lost tithe. Well, that's the name I'm giving it. We are calling it the lost tithe. We could call it the Levite tithe, but other tithes also, Levites are involved. So let's call it the lost tithe. Now, this tithe is the most stringent. This tithe is the one that is less flexible. And this tithe is to support the priesthood and the temple. Okay? So that is the lost tithe. That's the first. Then the second tithe we've seen is what I'm terming the family tithe. Now, this is the one that they will take to the temple and they will eat as a family. So this is sacrificial meal eaten by the family. So number one, we have the lost tithe. And number two, we have the family tithe. Then number three, which is the one we saw today, we have the poor tithe. That's what I'm calling it. This is the tithe for the poor and the less privileged. And the Levite also can partake locally in this tithe. The poor tithe. And this one is done every third year and it is given to support the poor and the less privileged so those are the three type of tithe and also it gives us the reason and the use for those tithes so the question is this is the question the question is is the third tithe this one for the poor and the less privileged is that third tithe given the one that is given every you know every third year is it different from the second tithe? Okay. Now we know the second tithe is eaten by the family. We know the second tithe is given every year. 
But is this third tithe, the tithe for the poor, the tithe for the less privileged, is it a modification of the second one or not? Well, we can ask that question another way. The reason I've asked that question is this. People have asked it another way. The question is how many tithes were there under the Mosaic law? Now we have looked at three of them, but is it three different manifestations of one tithe? Or are there two different tithes? Or are there three different tithes? Okay, we know we've seen three of them, but are they really the same tithe that are administered in different ways, in three different ways? Or are there really two of them? In other words, two of these are really one. Or are they really stand alone tight in three different places? Now, most scholars agree that that third tight, which is the tight that is given to the poor and the less privileged, most scholars actually agree that this tight that is given every year is a modification of the second tight, the family tight. In other words, what they are saying is that the family tight, they would take that to, to Jerusalem. They would do that the first year, the second year, but that the third year, rather than taking that to, the, to Jerusalem, they would take that to the local warehouse and give those to the poor and the needy. So most scholars actually agree that the third tithe is really the second tithe administered in a different form every Three years. I hope that is clear. Let me let me try and see if I can put this in a picture form. This is what I'm saying. Now we know that there are three types. We, we can see it. There are three of them. We have the lost type, we have the family type, and we have the type for the poor and the less privileged. But what they are saying in actually is that really there are really two of them. Okay, that there is the lost type and the family type. The first year the second year, but the third year, the family tithe is then given as the tithe to the poor. Praise the Lord. I hope that picture actually make it a little bit clearer. Is that okay? Now, some people still argue that all these passages that we have read in the Old Testament, that all of them actually refer to the same tithe used in different ways. In other words, what they are saying is that 10% of one yearly produce income. So every year they bring 10% to the sanctuary. And that whatever is left over, okay, is given to the Levite. And that every third year, the entire 10% was then given to the Levite, the orphan, the widow, and the less privileged. Okay, in other words, these people are saying that actually there is only one tithe, okay? You take that one tithe to the temple, that it is used for the ministry, it is used to support the temple, that whatever is left over is then given to the poor or the family eat out of that. Now, I, I really, really cannot see how the first and the second tithe can be collapsed into one because the instruction on the garden boat the first and the second tithe, they, they are irreconcilable as far as I can see. We've gone through them. The lost tithe, I really cannot see any way to resolve the first tithe with the second tithe. So as far as I can see, I will agree with those that say that under Mosaic law, Israel pay only two set of tithe. As far as I can see in the scripture, I think that will be 
biblical that will be supported by the evidence before us. I will agree that there are probably two sets of tithe. First of all, the lost tithe. And secondly, the family tithe. But that the family tithe will then be used to feed the poor every three years. And I think that will definitely feed into the, the, the evidence that we have seen before us. But regardless, regardless, regardless of which view one take, that is not the important thing. The important thing is that the principle of titan that we saw in ancient nation, that we saw in the Patrica period, we saw that that was formalized under Mosaic law. That is the most important thing, that Israel, the Israelites were required to pay those tithes. And they were required to pay to support the work of the temple, to support the minister of the temple, to support the ministry of the temple, to support their own family, and also to support the poor and the less privileged. It is used primarily to support Old Testament ministry of the ministry, the Old Testament ministry and minister, but it is also used to support their family and to support the less privileged. And at this point, obviously, it is worth remembering that under the Mosaic law, the religious and the state are one. Okay, there was there was no separation between what people call the church and the state. Okay, it was a theocratic nation. Okay, so the tithe even though it was a religious exercise, it also sustained the state of God's chosen people. And one of the things that we've seen also in our teaching today is that there's a blessing that comes with obedience to given the tithe. There's a blessing that comes with it. There's a blessing that comes with it. And that when people actually give the tithe, they can also invoke those blessings or ask God to bless them because they have obeyed the word of God. And the other thing we've seen today is also these people, just like us, they also had the temptation. <laughs> they also had the temptation to use the tithe for something else, okay? But they decide to obey God and they decide to give the tithe according to the injunction that is given to them in the law. And they were blessed by the law. And finally, what I've, what I've said is that, yes, there are three of them. But when we, when we compare scripture with scripture, it will look like what they give is actually two sets of tithe. They give the lost tithe and they give the family tithe. But the family tithe every three years then double over or it is used then every three years to feed the poor and the less privileged. What that then tells us is that actually when you add this together, you will see that under the Mosaic law, Israelites actually pay more than 10%. That's my point. <laughs> under the Mosaic law, they actually pay more than 10%. Okay? Unless if you are one of those that want to insist that they only pay 10% and then they use those 10% in three different ways. Again, which is okay, but I really cannot I really cannot support that by the evidence in front of us. So as far as I can see, even this whole argument about 10%, under the law, the children of Israel actually pay more than 10% and God bless them. God bless the work of their hand. They, they had no lack, despite the fact that they were paying more than 20, 10%. 
of their income to support the ministry of the temple and the minister of the temple and also to support the poor and the less privileged. Praise the Lord. Now, we are going to check, obviously, how does all this then apply to us as New Testament believers? Obviously, we've seen some of that. But we, are now, we have now seen the principle of tithing in ancient world. We have seen the principle of tithing before the law. We have seen the principle of tithing during the law. Now we are going to ask ourselves, what about after the law? Can we also see that principle in the New Testament? So by the grace of God, we will be looking into that in future uh, teaching. So we're going to stop there today. Next time, by the grace of God, we will pick it up from here. And if you are listening to me and you are not yet born again, I want to invite you. Okay, this world is going to come to an end. It's rushing (laughs) to an end. I mean, look around you. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And that is why we are doing all this. Okay, we love you. That is why we do this. That's why we do this. I mean, what does it what does it what does it actually profit us to say this and people get annoyed and things like that? I'm hoping and believing that you will see our heart. That we are bringing you this message because we sincerely believe that this is the only way. There's no other salvation in any other name but the name of Jesus. And you can do it wherever you are. You can bow down your head, admit that you are a sinner, ask Jesus to save you, to be your Lord and God. And he will do that. He will save you. He will take that heart of that is dead, the spirit that is dead inside you, will take it away and give you a new spirit, a new heart. That will be your father, it will be your friend, it will be your God, it will be your guide for the rest of your life. You keep growing in your knowledge of God. And when this is all over, you will be able to spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it right now. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.